Can everybody move up? Please, all the youngsters, all the cool people. Do I have some cool people in the house? Woo! Come. Y'all know how I am already, right? I'm loud. Say, yeah, she's loud. Uh-huh. Everybody move up. Move up. I know there's a lot of people coming, coming in for work. Everybody move up, yeah. I'm talking to the youth. Where the youth at? You guys are good? Hey, we went to summer camp, right? You guys should be fired up right now. There should be, really, right now, there should be nobody sitting down. Y'all should already be on your feet. Because y'all should be wet, right? Wet with the Holy Spirit. Ready to give God everything that you have. So again, we thank you guys for coming. Welcome to 2017 Youth Crusade. Woo woo! Woo woo! We thank you guys for coming. We appreciate you. And um, we pray that this week be an exciting, awesome week. Amen. Speak that in the, into existence right now. I know he's trying to hide over there, right? But this my second half, <laughs> my better half, <laughs> my 20 years of half. Come on up, Peter Philando. So we're going to open in prayer. Brother Peter, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give my wife credit. She's the one who put together this whole, all the youth crusade with the help of um, other youth leaders, but she really took charge and, uh, and make it happen. So, thanks, babe. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord. And Father, you're a big and mighty God. Big and mighty. So big and mighty that you said that the, the heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool. So if you're that big and you're that mighty, we're your children. We call you Abba Father, Daddy. So tonight we come with big and mighty expectations. Big and mighty goals through you our Father. Lord, we pray tonight that you're going to touch everyone here in a special way. Young, old, doesn't matter, Lord. You have something special for each one of us tonight. And we're coming with expectation, with belief, Almighty God, that you're going to do something new. You're going to pour out your spirit tonight on your children. Hallelujah, Father. You're going to pour out your spirit. 
we're expecting big things, Lord. We're not expecting little things because you're not a little God. We're expecting big and mighty things, life-changing things, supernatural things in the name of Jesus. We're committing tonight into your hands. We're committing the speaker's word into your hands. We're committing this praise and worship, their worship into your hands, Lord. Hallelujah. The technology, the musicians, the youth, we're committing all the praise that's going to go up tonight, hallelujah, into your hands. We pray that it comes to your Lord as a sweet savor. Praise God. No one is going to leave here tonight, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the way they came. We're going to be transformed. We're going to reflect only you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Wherever our eyes was fixed on before, we're going to shift focus. And we're going to fix it on Jesus. We're going to fix it on Jesus. We're going to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author of our salvation. Hallelujah. And we pray, Lord, that the hearts of each one of us, but especially our young people, because this is a youth crusade. So we pray that their hearts right now is ready to receive. The soil is tilled up, tilled, turned up, so that that seed can get the planted. And when that seed get planted, Almighty God, we pray, Lord, that there, there's enough people around, there's enough, that there's enough uh, mentors around, there's enough uh, uh, around the young people to help the water so that seed can germinate. Hallelujah. And produce great fruits. So we commit tonight into your hands, mighty God. Have your way. Have your way, mighty God. Have your way, oh Lord. Have your way. Hallelujah. Have your way. Have your way. Minister to us, Almighty God. Hallelujah, Father. Have your way. We leave all the distractions of the day. We leave all the things that were on our mind, whether it's burdening us down. Whatever it is, we're leaving it. We're dropping it right now on the floor. Hallelujah. And we're going to focus on you. On you alone, Lord. On you alone, Jesus. On you alone, Jesus. We're going to focus on you. We commit today and the rest of the week into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Let's welcome the worship team. Praise the Lord, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, let everything that had breath, praise the Lord. Come on, tell your neighbor you are in the right place at the right time. Come on, find a neighbor and tell your neighbor you are at the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. We're going to praise and worship God. The song says, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Oh. 
Hallelujah. I know uh, Brother Philando was praying a while ago, and he was praying some pretty powerful things over tonight and over this week. But when we come into the presence of God, while we come to give God praise, we also come to get, right? We come to get something. And because our lives differ, we each are coming for something different. So we're going to take five seconds, but let me give you seven. And I want you to just tell God what you came for. Nobody else has to know. Because the next song we're going to do, it says, it is so. Right? So whatever that thing that you're asking God for, after you've asked him, we're going to apply it is so over it. Right? Causing our heart and our spirit to come in agreement with what God is going to do. So we're going to take seven seconds. Y'all, wait a minute. Y'all ready? Young people, I'm not, I'm not joking, you know. Because we all have things that we need God to help us with. Right? Some of us are struggling right now with something. And you want the Lord to help you desperately. And you're in a good place. But we want to come in agreement with you. That your need will be met before the night is over. So the seven seconds starts now. It is so. It is so.
the same again, and it is so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, God, that every heart will be mended. God, we thank you, God, hallelujah, that every need will be met. God, we thank you, oh God, hallelujah, that every circumstance that is troubling, every place that has caused our hearts and our minds and our spirits to be troubled, God, we surrender it. We surrender it, God. We surrender it, God. And as we surrender it, God, we ask you to come in and take over. We ask you to come in and saturate this place. Hallelujah. 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 God, come in now and set us afire. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We want to welcome the Holy Spirit tonight. We want to make sure that he's welcome to do whatever he chooses to do. Have your way, Father. Permeate God. Saturate God. Set us ablaze, God. Reposition us, God. Refresh us, Father. Revive us, God. Refill us. Restore us, God. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing or more that would ever come close. No thing can compare to our living hope. Your presence, Shall we reverence the Lord tonight? I've tasted it, yeah. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. Yes, when my heart becomes free, hallelujah, and my shame is presence of the Lord tonight. There's nothing more. There's nothing worth more. Hallelujah. That will ever come close. No thing. No thing can compare to our living. Oh, your presence. Oh, God, we need you tonight. Hallelujah. Of the sweetest of love, oh, when my heart becomes free, and my shame, and my shame is undone. Oh, your presence, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Oh. 
I give you all of me. 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 Yes. I give you all. I give you all. I give you all of me. Yes. I give you all of me. I surrender all. I give you all. We withhold nothing tonight. I give. Just say, I surrender. I don't hear you. Come on, say, I surrender. Come on, keep singing. God, I surrender. You might not know exactly what you're surrendering, but just say, I surrender, God. Hallelujah. I can't do this thing on my own. Hallelujah. God, I need you in my life. I need you every minute. I need you every hour. I need you every day. I need you when I go to school. I need you when I go to work. I need you when I rise. I need you when I lay down. God, I need you in my life. 
that you can do there's so much oh my god he can take you in places that you've never been before he can saturate the atmosphere and make you feel like you're the only one in that spot that he's dealing with when there's hundreds of people around you you got to tap into him you have to tap into the Holy Spirit, he's there. He's there within us. We just got to let him in. Don't be afraid, just let him in. Jesus, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Saturate this atmosphere right now. Saturate this place. Spirit, we thank you for coming. We thank you for being here. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for another day that we are on this earth. That, that means that you still have a mission for us to complete because we're still breathing and we still have life that we can praise you. Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. I promise I'm not going to get emotional. I promise. I try. I will try not to. We thank you guys for coming. You can have a seat, please. The worship team is going. We're going to have a scripture reading by Deandra Lee. You can clap. You can clap. You can clap for her. Good evening, everyone. Tonight's scripture reading will be from Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 10. You can find it if you have your Bible. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ. 
not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord God, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, you will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, and there, and there is no partiality with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Here ends the reading of the word. D'Angelo Lee, thank you very much. I want to welcome all, um, want to w- welcome all the churches that have um, come out tonight. I'm not sure. I think I see First Church of Fort Lauderdale. Woohoo! First Church of Fort Lauderdale in the house. Let me their pastor. Right? Oh, the boss. <laughs> Thank you for bringing them out. And is there another church? I know Harvest Fire is here, but is there another church that I'm missing? Living Word? (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Living Word! And then we have Harvest Fire. Yeah! Woohoo! So we thank you guys for coming out tonight. And, um,. We just have a a quick few announcements. We have to do all this stuff, so we have to do it. So um, tomorrow night, we're expecting big things. We're gonna do colors for the rest of the um, for the rest of the week. All right. So tomorrow night is red, red shirt. If you have sold out for Jesus, if you have a T-shirt, has to be something that says what you are, a Christian. You're living the life of a Christian. So if you have a red t-shirt, a red shirt, I mean, if you have a plain red shirt, you know, pop it on, you know, the blood of Jesus. See, we're wearing white. White means what? That's right. Tomorrow, the blood of Jesus. We're coming expecting great things, great and mighty things. Amen. Amen. So, um, next up, we have Okay, so we have So we have Antonio McKnight from Harvest Fire. I know he's out. Yeah. Hallelujah.
bigger than the sun and the stars. You're bigger than the things oh, that could tear me apart. You're bigger than the universe. You're bigger than the sun and the stars. You're bigger than the things. Oh my, oh my, you could tear me apart.
For I know yeah. you're great in all the earth. You're bigger than suicide. You're bigger than depression, Jesus. Jehovah Rapha. Oh, 
Jehovah Rohai, 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 Jehovah Nisi, God is your name. Oh, you're bigger, 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 bigger. You're bigger, yes, you are. You're bigger, yes, you are. You're bigger, yes, you're bigger, yes, you're bigger, yes, you're bigger, yes, you're you're bigger, 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 yes, you, you're bigger, you're bigger, yes, you, you're bigger, 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 yes, you're stronger, 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 you're wiser, you're wiser, you're wiser, you're wiser, you're wiser. That's why we lift you up tonight, God. For I know you're great in all the earth. There's no better place that we'd rather be, God. For I know right here in your presence, God, surrendering everything to you. For I know, for I know, for I know, for I know you're great in all the earth. Come on, you say it. For I know, for I know. For I know you're great enough. Sing for I know, for I know, for I know you're great enough. The earth, you're bigger. Hallelujah. People of God. Yes. Give it up for Antonio McKnight from Harvest Fire. Magnificent. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to take the offering in a little bit, so ushers, get ready, please. But I just want to tell you that um, I went in the back to let Antonio know um, that he might be going first because he wasn't supposed to come right now. And when I went back there, he was in his space. So the, where the song says that how big God is, he recognized how big his God was and he had to spend some time in his presence before he come out to minister to you. And I love that. He was back there Spending time with God before he come and minister. Because everything that you see that he did, it's not him. But it's that big God that the song was talking about. It's that big God. That's what you're supposed to see through Antonio. That big God. And I just want to touch one more thing. And a long time ago, I saw a picture. And it's a picture of, of the different stars and compare to the sun and the earth. And you think the sun is big. You know, the earth is like a little, little ball compared to the sun. But you think that's big. There are stars that make our sun look like a pin. 
it looks like a pin in this universe. And you know who created that big star? I don't know if sometimes when we think about who God is, if we really get a real picture in our little feeble minds about who God is. We say he created the heavens and the earth. Like we just say it, you know. He created the heaven and the earth. But just think about that for a second. God created the heavens and the earth. When you look up, you see a billion stars. And you're saying the person that you are worshiping, the God that you are worshiping, created that. And that is minuscule to everything else that's up there. God is... I don't think we should say the word God. When we say God, we should shudder. Because it's not the little G God we're talking about. It's the big G God. When we say God, the minute we say God, something should, we should shudder to think who we're describing, who we're going to say something about. And he's real. It's real. It's real. Cares about you, cares about me, cares about everybody here. Hallelujah. Ushers, are we ready? You come, in the, you come in the house of God and you know we have to give an offering to him. Right? We say he's big, he's mighty, he's powerful, and he gives us everything. So all we're doing is giving back a portion. Amen? Mr. Spencer. Boy Scout, come on now. You know I'm going to call on you, right? Did you, you know that, right? Okay, bless the offering. Lord, Lord, thank you for the gift. And Lord, please bless the givers of the gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
have another special guest, Mr. Nathaniel. Come on up, sir. Come on up. Good evening, good evening. All right, I got invited here to do a poem, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, the name of this poem is called Testimony, and uh, I'm going to say the poem, and after the poem, I'm going to talk about it for like a quick second so you can get some of it. And it goes like, y'all can see me? Can y'all see me? Y'all can see me. It was one of those slow summer days, working from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. just to get paid. I'm 17, going into the 11th grade till one day these worthless people with nothing better to do but shoot, motivated by gang violence, confused my father's truck for somebody else's they knew. In my peripheral vision, I see a low ride in all black coupe. Doop, 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 doop. It's all I hear. I drop to the ground, paralyzed by fear. I get up to look around, man down. I see my father lying face first, nose in the ground. So I run in the house. And to my mama, I'm yelling out, call the police. Daddy got shot. Hysteria, panic, and pandemonium. The ambulance is here. I could hear the alarm. Paramedics say, step back, sir, and try to keep calm. Or how could I possibly keep calm when I watch my daddy die in my arms? And after that, life only got harder. Consumed by hell's flames, I became an official fire starter. So me and the clique started running in homes because it's hard for a mother raising four kids on her own a year. And so much later, she get a call on the phone. It's me. Boy, what you doing? But Ma, shut up. Let me talk. Do you have any idea what happens when you get caught, huh? I have to pay. And if your daddy was still here, what would he say if he was still living? That very moment, that very night, I made a decision. No more weed, no more women. I was tempted by a vision. How could I make my father proud? The man was like my idol. So I replaced my father with the father that's in the Bible. And admittedly, my heart, which is filled with hate and spiteful distraction, soon became filled with love and compassion. See, I had to learn to resist taking action when confronted by these actors. So I studied. Went to school, academia, I know it. Was fancy with my words, so I became a poet. Given a second chance, and I'm just trying not to blow it. Started living for the, started living for the Lord, and I hope my life shows it. Because my brother became a successful statistic. And my sister's lovey-dovey husband was a punk, man, sadistic. So I stand here before you to gain and express some knowledge, trying to make it hard on my kids can't get a Pell Grant because I graduated to college. And some of y'all looking like, dang, bro. But y'all need to hear this and stop judging people prematurely when you don't know their life experience. I cried many nights just thinking, man, how am I supposed to make it? And Jesus is telling me I have a destiny for your life. No other option looks as good, so I'll take it. And he took all the, the messed up, effed up ingredients in my life and he baked it. And this pie represents my life. And that burnt black crust represents my strife. But that hot, delicious inside that hot, delicious inside is Christ. So I guess you can say I'm filled by the Lord and glazed with the Holy Spirit. But when you start <laughs> and glazed with the Holy Spirit, but when you start talking God, people don't want to hear it. 
And we all know ignorance destroys families, breaks ties, and ruins lives. And everybody knows somebody always ready to die. But are you really ready to die? And are you really ready to confront what's on the other side? And if you think you are, you might really be surprised. See, me, I just hope I'm ready for the day I finally shut my eyes. I stop living behind the guys. I'm not one way than the other like neighbors behind the blinds. It ain't swag, bro. I'm just being me. Honest to your face and your back, they think I'm mean. They say love is patient. Love is not self-seeking or easily angered. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. I'm trying to live like love. I'm trying to fit the description. I would rather be faithful than faithfully wishing. I would rather be calm than on the verge of anger. I would rather be safe than always in danger. I would rather have a truthful hater than a friend that's phony. And I would rather have Jesus than no testimony. Thank you. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that inspires some of you all. I hope that inspires some of you all. Did it inspire somebody around here? It did. It did. Now, I want to explain it real quick. I am a poet. I am here. I do have. It's for other, uh, others than me. This story was, is not just, it's, 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 it's a combination of obviously my own life, people I know, and just situations that we happen. So this is not actually my life. My dad is still alive. But I want you to remember how this inspired you, right? Am I wrong? It inspired you. So when you think about everything you're going through, you're thinking, okay, I got this little hump. I got this little hump. Imagine, I want you to think back to this story because there are people who are living like this who you may know or may not know. You know what I'm saying? If, that, if this can inspire you, the fact that there's really people out there who's living like this, that should be able to inspire you as well. And like the last line of the poem says, I would rather have Jesus than no testimony. Even though, yeah. Rather have Jesus. Rather have Jesus. Who rather have Jesus? Come on. Give it up. Nathaniel. Okay, living word. We want to introduce our speaker for the night. Hallelujah. So at the mere age of six years old, he boldly announced to his mother, I want to preach like my father and sing like Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> and that is exactly what he did and what he continued to do today. So under the leadership of his father and mother, Bishop Dr. Donald and, and Pastor Dr. Helga Clark, Pastor Don Clark began his ministry as a youth pastor of Harvest Fire. During his eight years tenure as youth pastor, God used him mightily to build a powerful and vibrant youth ministry that heavily impacted and ignited the lives of many teenagers and young, and young adults. Currently serving as co-pastor of Harvest Fire Worship Center, Pastor Don ministered extensively throughout the United States and has spread the gospel as far as Ghana, Africa. 
Pastor Don is also a songwriter and author. He has written a book entitled The Thankful Life that will be released soon and co-written with two-time Grammy nominee Canton Jones and the hit single Living Clean. Pastor Don is here tonight to minister to us, to all of us. He speaks directly to the young people. He's ministering to all of us, but he's speaking directly to you guys. So I want to introduce our speaker for tonight, Pastor Dan Clark Jr. Amen. Amen. Can all the young people say, praise the Lord, or just make some noise, all the young people, all the young at heart, just make some noise, all the young at heart. All right. I love that. Can you, can you turn it up? I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that because I wanted to do something for a moment. I wanted to, I wanted to be interactive and I want everybody to stand to your feet. Um, we just came out of worship, but we're going to enter back into worship. Um, I, who said young people can't worship? I'm not looking at the adults tonight. I want to look at young people getting lost in God's presence. And I just want you to just kind of lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to give God every bit of you tonight. I want you to empty out. So I really want you to forget about your neighbor beside you. Don't look, don't, don't worry about how ugly it's going to get because look at somebody and say it's going to get ugly. Because when you get in God's presence, you, you do not care about anything or anyone, but you're trying to press in because you got some needs. Anybody got needs here today? Anybody got needs? Anybody? Got... So young people, I, I really want you to participate. I, if you're looking at me, you're not participating. If you're looking at me, you are, you are not, you're not connected to what's happening here. And I want you to just flow in the presence of the Lord. Come on, just lift up your hands and if you just if you don't have nothing, you don't know what to say to say thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Come on. Just keep saying it. Just keep saying it. For those who are more more mature in their worship, I just want you to go beyond thank you Jesus and I just want you to begin to worship him. Worship him for who he is, his essence, his glory, his power. Come on. Young people, open up yourself right now to God and let him pour out into you his essence, his presence, his power, his anointing. Come on, young people, open up your mouth, open up your mouth, open up. How bad do you want something? When you go after, when you want something, you do anything and everything to get it. God is asking, how bad do you really want me tonight? How bad do you want me? And if you want me, those who seek me will find me. Come on, young people, open up yourself right now. God is willing to break out and break through and break out, break forth in your life. God is wanting to set you on the right path. God is wanting to blaze your path. God is saying there are trailblazers in this house. There are next evangelists and great men and women of God that's going to set a pace and a mark in this life. And God is saying you need to lose yourself first in, your pre in my presence. You need to lose yourself in my presence. Lose yourself. Lose your. Come on, young people, lift your hands. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands in worship. Come on, come on. I want to hear a buzz of worship in this house. Come on, every, every young person, if you have a mouth and you have lips, let's begin to worship the Father. Say thank you, Jesus. Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I see you, I see you, I see you. God is doing something here right now, right now, right now. Come on, come on. Just a few more seconds. Just give me 60 more seconds. Worship, 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 
worship, worship. God is seeking such day that will worship him in spirit. And you're not too young to worship God. God is looking for you right now at this stage of your life to go higher, to go deeper, 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 deeper. I, I refuse to believe that young people don't know the essence of worship. God is calling a generation to a new level of worship. Come on, open up your mouth and give God a worship. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for this night, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your might. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Father, right now, we just pray that you release your glory in this house as it's already here, that you'll just release it in the hearts of your people. That God burdens will be lifted from every young person. I don't know, everybody has a narrative in this house of what they may be going through, but I pray that the spirit of peace, the joy of the Lord will be our strength. In Jesus' name, I declare it and decree it right now. I declare that this word will hit direct bullseye to the hearts of every young person that I've been sent on assignment to speak to. Speak through me, God. I crucify and I just completely kill any fleshly act. Oh, Lord God, that your glory, your spirit might rise and be seen in me. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise everybody says. Come on, young people, say amen. Come on, somebody, somebody say hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Living Word, Open Bible. Young people, let me hear you say something. Say, say, just scream at me and say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Are you all excited about this youth conference? All right, all right. You can take your seats in the house of the Lord. Amen. I, I'm not a long-winded speaker. I'm excited about being here. For many of y'all, y'all know who I am. I, I spoke at the youth, uh, your youth camp a few times a few years ago. Uh, and Dr. Uh, Dr. Carl Francis and First Lady Francis invited me to speak. And I, First of all, they're not here, but I, I'm so grateful for them. Put your hands together for them, your, your senior pastors in absence. And um, I'm here again, first time in the building, in this building speaking. And I just want to challenge you tonight. Amen. And to the moderators, you guys did a wonderful job. Put your hands together for the monitors. Amen. To my friends, you know, to my friends Andre and, and, and Nguyen, haven't seen in a minute. It's good to see you guys again, like always, like always. Ariel, David, and uh, everyone, we just, I just want to just want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, soon come a king. Um, my father, Bishop Donald Clark, and Dr. Elder Clark are my overseers. I am co-pastor of Harvest Fire, as been said. When he asked me for a bio, I was just going to say, just give me my, give my name. My name is Donald. That's it. <laughs> but uh, just a servant of the living God. But uh, I just want to get, did you guys enjoy the ministry of Antonio, Antonio McKnight? Yeah. That brother, that brother is going someplace. So if you ever need him again, please call on him. He, he would get, definitely uh, usher you into the presence of the Lord. And, um, and then, of course, the most important person in my life, one of the, 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 the most important person besides God, my beautiful bride, my, my good thing, stand to your feet, Mrs. Tanika Clark, Mrs. Tanika Clark, my wife, amen, she's so, she act like she's shy, but she's not, look at somebody and say, you know she's not shy, but anyway, um, my son is not with me, but um, yes, we have a beautiful son, a handsome son at home, and um, God is good, amen, 
And I want to challenge you today. Uh, the theme is sold out to Jesus. Somebody say sold out. Sold out to Jesus. Now look at your neighbor and say, I'm sold out to Jesus. Look at the other neighbor that looks more excited and more enthusiastic and tell him, I'm sold out to Jesus. That's your theme that I'm working with tonight. Sold out to Jesus. Andrew, what's up, brother? Good to see you, man. You're a good friend, Andrew. All right, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be short with you t uh, tonight, and of course, tomorrow we're going to come back again. We're going we're gonna to go at it. We're going to get real tomorrow. Uh, not saying that we're, gonna, we're not going to get real tonight, but we're going to talk about some things real quickly. But I want you to, if you have your Bible, everybody have your Bible? Everybody, everybody have their Bible? Everybody have their Bible? Okay. Uh, turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'll be reading from verse 4 through 9, and tonight we're going to talk about it. Sold out to Jesus. Sold out to Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'll be reading from verse 4 through 9. All right. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. This is Jeremiah speaking now. He said, then I, I, Lord, behold, I cannot speak. I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I will deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. Amen. May God add his richest blessings to the reading of his word. So tonight we're talking on the theme, Sold Out to Jesus. And my subtitle tonight I want to talk about is, Age is Just a Number. Come on, look at your neighbor. Look at, young people look at somebody and say, Age. I know y'all heard, heard that before. I love somebody, but he's older than me. Age is just a number. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody holler at me, Age is Just a Number. For all my adults, I know you wish you were younger again, right? Yeah, all the, all the adults. Age is just a number. But let, before I get to age is just a number, let me deal with the subject matter of being sold out. The word sold out means being completely committed, devoted, invested, and engaged to a cause. Can I say it again? It's completely committed and devoted, invested, and engaged to a cause. To have, no to have no reservations about the decisions you are making. To be willing to go anywhere. Be willing to do anything. Be willing to give up everything in order to achieve your goal by any means necessary. Somebody say sold out. Now, when you talk about someone being sold out, you have to look at some great prolific Examples. And I'm going to give you some great prolific examples. Anybody know who Martin Luther King is? He's probably arguably one of the greatest uh, civil rights activists of our time, era. I mean, of course. All right? Martin Luther King went to fight for African Americans' freedom, right? Equal rights. Do you know he was sold out for his cause? How many know that? When you, and he was, so, he was so sold out for his cause that he was willing to die for what he believed in. 
He spoke that mountaintop message, if y'all know that. I mean, you guys need to do some, you guys, you guys do that, you study that in school, Martin Luther King. Take some time, listen, I know schools, public school won't teach you that, but listen, take up some books and read about Dr. Martin Luther King. But he spoke about that message, I, like he see the promised land. He knew, it, it, in a sense, he knew that he was going to die. He knew, he had a sense of that it was going to come to an end because all sorts, all sorts of threats were coming at him. But however, he was willing, he was going to stay the course. He was willing to die for what he believed in. That's, 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 that's Martin Luther King. Let's talk about somebody more present. Everybody, everybody know the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan? Y'all know who Michael Jordan is? Okay. Michael Jordan, uh, arguably, arguably, because we can argue that, we all argue that, is the greatest basketball player of all time. But when he graduated high school and he got a scholarship with North Carolina Tar Heels, he wasn't the greatest. He wasn't the, the, great, the greatest player on the team. He was actually subpar. And he knew that. And you know what Michael Jordan did? He sold out. He sold out, and he was willing to sacrifice his friendship, his time, his social life, and he practiced, practiced, practiced. He, it's, it's according to what I read, he took a thousand free, took a thousand free throws every single day just to hone in on his craft. Why? Because he was sold out for a cause. Is that correct? And now, the rest is history. He's gone down in books. He's he got six rings. Is it five or six rings? Y'all should know. Six, six rings, right, Andre? Six rings. LeBron still need to catch up, all right? And he's the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players to ever touch the basketball. Let's talk about somebody else. Let's talk about Tyler Perry. Y'all know who Tyler Perry is? He sold out just to, 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 to achieve where he is right now. Tyler Perry went broke. Tyler Perry was homeless at one time, living in his car. But he believed in his dream of stage writing and stage plays. He believed in it so much that he was willing to go broke in which he did for it. And the rest is history. Now Tyler Perry is worth over $250 million, almost a half a billion dollars. And the rest is history. Now, here it is. I, you, I give you these examples because I want to show you people who were sold out for what they believed in. And they were willing to go all out, do anything and everything for what they believed in. And see, uh, today I'm not here to talk about basically or give you uh, uh, a, a pumping story about something good. But I want to tell you, listen, it's, it's something about being sold out for God when we're willing to do anything and everything for him. Is anybody here with me? Okay. Now, I didn't come to talk about personal success, but I came to talk about your commitment with God. And I can, can I suggest to you that God has, has placed you at this stage of your life and this age to be an influencer of this world, not to be influenced. Okay, somebody say, I'm, I'm called to be an influence. Young people, look at, look at your other neighbor and say, I'm called to be an influence. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I fully understand that you might be a little bit inexperienced. I understand that you might be young. I understand that you still have a little bit more living to do. But God makes no mistakes in who he chooses. And who he chooses, he uses. All right, look at your, look at your friend and say, God chooses who he uses. He uses who he chooses, and he uses people who are willing to stand out and stand above the fray, not try to fit in and get in where they, where they fit in or try to get in where they fit in, but they stand out and be themselves and be a difference. And can I suggest to someone tonight that being a difference or a difference maker, being a difference maker, you're not a normal person. Can I say it again? When you're a difference maker, you're not, a, you're not a normal person. Why are you not a normal person? Because you're the person that you'll always get talked about. 
You're the person that will always be misunderstood. You're the person that you always get rejected because of your purpose and, 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 and your life and where you're going. But however, you have to understand when you are a difference, you are setting a track. You're setting a blaze for other people to follow. Is anybody here with me? And if there's one thing I don't dislike, one thing I dislike in this juncture of my life, I'm 38, going on 39 in two weeks, is what I don't like is disloyal people. Does anybody like to ride with somebody disloyal? Anybody like to, y'all like shady people? I don't like throwing shade. I don't like shady people. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't roll with people who, who, who are shady people, who smile with you in your face and dog you out behind your back. Back in the days, we used to call that what? Sellouts. Yeah, they sell you out. They go with you in your face, and then all of a sudden, and, then, and behind your back, they talk about you, and they backstab you like, 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 like a dog. And that sellout means that it's a person who betrays uh, one person for personal, for, for personal advancement. All right? And if, and if I can't tolerate that, can I suggest to you God can't either? What I mean by being sell out is like, you, you're good with God right now. Everything is good. You can worship him. You can be free to worship. But when you get to school, you, you kind of go on reserve. You don't want nobody to know that you're a Christian. You are, you are, you are a spy. You, 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 you camouflage. Nobody knows who you are and whose you are. You know what I'm saying? God wants people to stand out and stand for him. Is anybody, any other person with me? Okay? He wants people to have a backbone and stand for him, to be different. To be, to be different means I might lose some people. I might miss out on some events. I might even risk being talked about, but I made a decision that I'm sold out to Jesus. Okay? Now, here in this text, Jeremiah um, is being called into the office of a prophet to speak to a nation. Now, I want to give you a little breakdown. I'm not here to give you a whole theological breakdown of everything, but I just want to kind of come down to your level. Um, how many 15-year-olds uh, do I have right here? Raise your hand. if you, Anybody's <laughs> any, Anybody who's 15? Who's 15 years old? Beyond. Oh, 15. Okay. All right. Anybody 16? Anybody 16? 16. Wow, I'm dealing with a lot of things. Okay. Anybody 17? 17? Okay. All right. So I got, I got 15s again. All right. 15-year-olds? 15-year-olds? All right. I got 16. 16s? 17. Okay. It's believed that Jeremiah was called by God between the age of 15 and 17 years old. He was young. He was inexperienced like we all, like you all are at this stage and age of your life. When God called him to be a prophet to the nation, he called him to speak as a mouthpiece for God to a nation that has turned their backs on him. He called a kid to correct a nation. He called a child to correct grown folks. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God, God called Jeremiah at 17 years old not to correct his peers, to correct a nation, grown folks, people in government, people, pastors, probably priests. Y'all hear what y'all see? He called Jeremiah to speak to a nation. Now, listen, I, I, I was reading, I was saying, you know, that's... that's that's something, because if anybody have a Caribbean parent, y'all y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I, I probably didn't leave that alone. If anybody have, anybody have Caribbean parents, I know that's 95, 99% in this room. But let me see all the Caribbean, let me see all the young people that have Caribbean parents. Everybody, everybody. Okay, you know, look at, side, look at your neighbor and say, I know, I know. You know, if you try to tell your parents, God said, 
Oh, my God. They will look at you and listen, have some manners. Want me to lick me up on your head? You know, they, they look at somebody and say, they ain't having that. That's what Jeremiah had to do. He had the responsibility of carrying a, a message to grown folk. And you know how grown folk are. You young. You got water behind your, uh, water behind your ear. You young. We don't want to hear you. You know what I'm saying? And God's like, and, and, and Jeremiah's like, me? I'm, I'm, I'm young. What do, what do I have to say? How, can, I can't correct these Jamaicans. I'm just joking. It's, it's, it's not in the Bible. No, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. It's not, the <laughs> it's not in the Bible, so don't look. If, you, if y'all don't know that, that's sad. Look at somebody say, that's sad. Don't tell me you're looking there for Jamaicans. God, man. Andre, we got to do a Bible school for young people, man. All right, all right. So, so, so he's, like, he's like, man, he's like, and so here it is. Anyway, I, I cannot, I, and this, is, this still stands as true. To give any form of feedback to your parents is an utter disrespect, even if you're right. I don't know why, but y'all, y'all just keep quiet. Even though y'all know it's right, just, just stay silent, okay? But anyway, to all my young folks, say, what, 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 what? Come on, y'all can be real with me. Come on, I'm, come, I'm, I'm coming down to where you are. So can you imagine Jeremiah had the daunting task of challenging, speaking prophetically to a nation, here it is, to correct themselves, to follow, to correct themselves, to follow God, to, to align themselves with God. He had this great responsibility. And the biggest thing in Jeremiah's mind was like he was looking at his, his age. I'm not qualified for this. Are you sure you called the right person? No, God, no, you got the wrong person. And, and he's like, no, no, I got the right person. He's, this was a weight of responsibility at his age to correct a nation who strayed from God. It must have been a lonely place to know that God called you for a great assignment. I'm sure he was ridiculed. I'm sure he was scorned. I'm sure he was, he was laughed out by his peers. But Because while his peers were chilling, playing on their game stations, playing four and four, five on five basketball, they're going out, getting lit in the club. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Drinking Cristal, whatever it is that it is that y'all drink today, or they drink today, things like that, whatever, going to parties. Jeremiah was in prayer, and God was challenging him, challenging him to correct the nation. It must have been serious. Look at somebody say it was serious. While his friends were out there doing his things, he had to speak the message of repentance. That brings me to my first point. If you have anybody, you guys have notes, you have, you have your pens, you have your paper. I see one person. Good, good brother. Uh, the first point is being sold out for God has a price, but it also has a reward. Can I say it again? If, I see some people trying to get their pens and papers together. Go ahead and get your pens if you have a pen or paper or your, your phone, whatever. And I want you to write this first point. Being sold out to God has a price, but it also has a reward. Being sold out, as I mentioned many times, you won't always fit in to wherever you try to get in. Hear what I'm saying? You might be more rejected than accepted. You might have more haters than you do congratulators. But you have to understand, you will take more heat. You'll be more misunderstood from people. You'll be talked about by the people that you thought were your friends. But can I tell you tonight, if you can remain sold out to God, there will come a time that the same people who talked about you will be the same people when they go through stuff, be the same person that will come for you for advice when it's all said and done. Is anybody hear what I'm saying? Why? Because 
you are consistent. Somebody say consistent. Nobody's going to follow somebody who's schizo, you know, in and out. You know what I'm saying? Don't know if they're coming or going. When you stand up for Christ, and you, regardless of who is not doing, or regardless of where everybody else is going, you decide to stand in a different direction. Listen, they take the notice of it. Even though they may be laughing at you, it's something that they take notice. And in the end, when all hell breaks loose in their life, they're going to call you to, to, for prayer. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? All right? Because they're looking to see who would be an example. Young Jeremiah was doing that, and every teenage person in his group was doing their own thing. Matter of fact, when they were living their lives and doing what they wanted to do, take notice, take notice, Jeremiah had kids who were doing things in their age. Now, the Bible doesn't say this, but I'm just going to show you something. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Jeremiah had kids, his age group, doing, living life, having fun, doing this and doing that. And while Jeremiah is here, hearing from God and had to challenge a generation. And while they were living their life and doing whatever they want to do, he was called to a different, uh, higher level of purpose. But look at this. Is any one of those young kids in the Bible in Jeremiah's time written down today? Is any one of those kids, do we hear about any one of his friends? Who do we hear about, though? Oh, wow. Guess what Jeremiah was? He was a history maker. If you ever want to be a history maker, sometimes you got to go against the current. Y'all don't, yeah. Young people, are y'all with me? Because, you see, you, if you ever want to be a history maker, you have to go against the, the, against the company, against what's popular, against the current. You have to stand out and be a difference. Somebody say be a difference. No one in this life who has ever amounted to be anything would tell you that it came without a price. The price is sacrificing pleasures for a greater reward. If you want to be great, you must be sold out for God. And being sold out for God means that you have to stand out from everyone else. And I'm not saying, listen, because you know what? I think in church, excuse me, I mean, I think in church sometimes we, you know, people look at Christianity and be like, you know, it's, it's, it's corny. Christianity ain't corny. I believe, I believe young people can have some swag. I believe they can have some chill. I believe they can have some charisma. But please understand there are certain things that you won't do, and that automatically, regardless of how much personality you got, the things that you won't do will always leave you as a talking point of somebody else. Y'all need to understand that. You'll always be the talking about, regardless of how much personality you have, you'll always be talked about. Why? Because there is something that we got to do, and that is stand out and be different. So God tells Jeremiah in verse 5, I chose you. Somebody say, I chose you. God said, I chose you before you were born and gave you life. And I selected you to be a prophet, okay? That's my second point. God has marked you. Look at somebody say, God has marked you. God has marked you. God was telling Jeremiah, you have no choice but to do what I have created you to do because I called you from the very beginning. It's like, um, I want to use this example, um, like a farmer. Whenever a farmer has cattle, it seems like cruel and unusual punishment. They will take a hot coal or iron, put it in a coal, hot coal, take it out, and they will brand that cow. I mean, it hurts the cow. It hurts the cattle that's, that's being branded. I don't want to be branded by nobody. I see some fraternities, they be branding them, so I'm like, bro, man, are, you, are we still in slavery? I don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I just don't get it. Because back in the day, I know they used to do certain things to identify their slaves. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but the truth be told, they do that because they want to let, they, they let people know that even if this cow strays off, 
if it has my initial, it belongs to me. Y'all don't hear what I'm I'm going somewhere. What I'm trying to say is that when God puts a mark on your life, young people, it doesn't matter how far you run. You can run for us, run all you want. God's going to pull you back in. It doesn't matter how drunk you get. doesn't matter how lit you get. doesn't matter how high you get. You can do everything in this world and run away from God. You can't run from God. When God has his initials on you, you can't do nothing else but serve him. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I know, I know it may seem a little bit different. So God tells God tells. God tells Jeremiah, I called you. Somebody say, I called. I called you. Now, in the good news translation, the word call means selection, which, uh, which in the King James, and I'm not talking about LeBron, y'all, okay? I'm a Steph Curry fan. We ain't talking about no more. Yeah. But in the King James Version, it says, uh, the King James Version of the Bible, it says, sanctification, which means sanctification goes beyond cleanliness. It means that you have been set apart. Set apart. Set apart. That means you have been set apart before your mammy and your pappy came together and did the what, what. We, we, got, we, let's, we, we all know that how we got here. We got here for some reason, right? Before your mommy and daddy came together, you were called by God. Chosen for his purpose. That's why you have to understand who you are in God. That's why you have to understand who you are. Look at somebody and tell them, I am unique. Come on, tell somebody, I am unique. See, the question is, why would you want to be like anyone else when the God of the universe has set you apart from the beginning? See, the problem today is that we have people who are wearing and doing what everybody else is doing because they have a identity crisis. Yeah, they have an identity crisis. And you see, when you know who you are, whatever people say about you won't move you. You see, I, I used to be that kind of person. I used to be a worry ward. I used to worry about everything. I used to be, I, I mean, I really used to worry about people. And, and you know, I, when I made some mistakes and I, and I would ask for forgiveness and I would say, okay, God, work on me. And when God worked on me and he made changes within me, I would ask God, hey, God, please show, let those people see the change within me. And even when I've changed and God has brought that change within me and I would ask God to let people see it and they won't see it. Even though they may see it, they don't say anything. It used to bother me. But now as I'm 38, let's keep on living. And I'm going on 39. You know what I take? You know what I say today? Forget them. That's the holy word. <laughs> okay? Because listen, I'm not worried about nobody. I'm worried about my salvation with y'all. Don't hear what I'm saying? When you know who you are, nobody can pimp you into doing something that you don't want to do. Can I get a what? What? Thank you. I was waiting for that all night. And can I tell you something today? That peer pressure ain't just a teenage thing. It's, I've, seen some, I've, I've seen some adults struggle with some kind of midlife crisis, wearing things they shouldn't be wearing, going to places that they should be going. So peer pressure is just not a teenage thing. They're telling me, they tell me it, ain't, it ain't no teenage thing. It's an adult thing, too, as well. It's a humanity thing. Okay? Can I, can I come down to where you are? Look at somebody and say, I'm going to come down to where you are. He's coming down to where I am. So when you know who you are, you never have to keep the trend. You set the trend. When you know who you are, you are a thermostat. See, that? I, I, don't, I don't know if that, I, that's a thermostat? Okay. Do you know this joker has control of the, over, over, over the environment, over the temperature of this room right now? 
we turn this off, this joker th- makes this whole place hot. You have to be a thermostat. And what a thermostat does, it changes the atmosphere. Whenever I walk into a room, listen, people can feel and know I'm different. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When you walk back on your school in August 14th or whatever it is, 15th that you, when you walk in, people should know something is different about this dude. I, yeah, he's cool. He's, he's, he got it together. But there's something different. It's, there's a different swag to him. There's a different walk to him. I want to hang out with somebody like him because why? Because you walk differently. Y'all don't hear it. Are you with me on people? All right. When you, when, because see, see when, you, when you are sold out to God, you cannot help being you. And being you is a threat to people. When you are sold out to God, being you is a threat to people. <laughs> You'll be the talking point of most haters because they really wish, here it is, and I'm going to tell you a secret. They wish they could be like you, but they can't. Why? Because they don't have no backbone. They don't have a backbone like you do, and you're able to stand. They wish they could stand for something, but they got a meshing with the crowd. They want to be popular. They want to wear the latest, you know, everything or be a... But see, you stand out and you be different, and they wish they could be you in their mind. They dream about being you. So don't ever try to be like anybody else. Be you. Look at somebody and say, be you. Yeah, I am unique. God was telling Jeremiah, you are unique. Look at somebody and say, I'm unique. I'm unique from the very fingerprints. Look at your fingerprint. Look at your fingerprint. Look at your fingerprint. Do you know that nobody else on this planet has your fingerprint? Out of the billions of people on this earth, nobody has your fingerprint, young people. You will die with that fingerprint. Nobody can replicate it. Not a scientist in this world can replicate your fingerprint. You are unique all the way around. Look at somebody say again, I'm unique. That means you are unique and you are anointed for a time like this from your head all the way down to your toes. I don't care if you have crusty toes. I don't care you if you have smelly toes. If you got smelly toes, go wash them toes, okay? I don't care what you have. Look at somebody and say, I am unique. You're unique in every way, okay? Shout, I'm unique, okay, good. So I am fearfully, somebody say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm selected for purpose. So God was trying to tell Jeremiah, brother man, brother man, I understand. Listen, I'm, God, I'm the God of the universe. I understand your age. I know how old you are. I get it. But I called you for this season. I called you for this reason. You don't have to be shriveled up and gray and walking on a cane, which I respect my elders. But however, listen to this. You don't have to be older in life to experience the fullness of where God is calling you to. You can, you can do great things right now at this stage and age of your life. But it will take a commitment from you in being sold out. Can I suggest to you, if Jeremiah wasn't sold out, he would have never experienced what God had for him. And can I suggest, may I suggest, he would have not been written down in history as we read today if he wasn't sold out. Look at somebody say, I am unique again. So unique people don't have to sell out their purpose for other people's approval. So in Jeremiah, so Jeremiah says in verse 6 and 7, me, God, me, are you sure? I'm young. He says, these Jamaicans won't listen to me. These people, these, are, these people won't listen to me. And God says, God said to him, don't worry about that. Forget about your youth because I called you for a reason. And this is my last, my last point. And this is the, the point I want to bring is age is just a number. You will always, you and I will always have a miscue. We'll always make a mistake somewhere 
but not God. Not God. God knew he would, who he would select, and he would call for his purpose. And one thing you cannot ever do is doubt what God is doing in your life, young people. All right? Don't let the other voices of people keep you from fulfilling what God has called you to because God has called you for greatness. I was reading something, and it kind of it stunned me. But um, statistics says that gangs in America start recruiting, here it is, members, not when they're 30, 35, 50, 50, and 60. No, they, they, they want people that can run away from the cops, okay? They, <laughs> they want people that can run. No, but, but seriously, though. You know, you know, you know when the gangs, y'all, y'all are, let me, when do y'all think gangs start recruiting uh, people? Huh? 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 13? All right, I got 13, 10, 12, 9, what? Betty, y'all, 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 y'all not even close. Not even close. Not even close. One more time. Five. From five. Five years old. I'm looking at my son. He's eight years old. I'm like, what? What is a get? What are you gonna do with him? I'm like, what? For real? But let me say you something. For real. For real. If the devil can use his influence to begin recruiting kids for evil, you are never too young to become a weapon in the hands of God. You're never too young. God said to Jeremiah, "Don't worry about them. Don't worry about them." Go and do what I've commanded you and be not afraid. You know what courage is? Courage is one's conviction, the confidence to act in accordance with one's belief. When you go back to school this year and it's inevitable, unless a hurricane comes, and when the hurricane comes, you still have to go back to school after that, okay? I know y'all hoping for some, chi- some time of, of some kind of end-of-world experience, but y'all gotta, still got to go back to school. Look at your neighbors. Gotta go, you got to go back to school. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, I got to go back to school and finish my high school degree, okay? Okay, you got to go back to school. But when you go back to school, okay, you're going to have to decide to yourself, are you going to have the courage to stand for what's right? Will I have the courage to be sold out to God no matter who is with me or who's against me? I'm not going to lie. You need courage to stand in, against, uh, in, in, in the midst of darkness and in, in, in the midst of an atmosphere which don't like God and don't like anything to do with Christians. But just like God told Jeremiah that he would give him the words to speak and he, he, and he, told, and he gave him basically the command to go forth and do so, God is giving you this command today, young people, to go forth and do what he's called you to do. There are souls to be won in your school, but it has to first begin with you being sold out. You might have to, you might have to switch it up. You might have to switch up some friends. You might have to switch up some company. You might have to switch up some things that you were doing before. But whatever the case may be, but God is calling each and every one of you. Please stand to your feet. He wants to call you to be a history maker, to change history. And young people, if you don't mind being different, I can tell you right now, God has a plan for you to make a history, to be a, a history maker in this world and to shift the atmosphere for Christ. So I want you to, if you could, I want every young person, if you could, I want you to come with me for this first night. I want you to come to this altar. I want to pray. We want to pray with you. I want all the mentors and the workers and those who are here to come, come with me. And as we stand behind them, we're going to pray with them. I believe God has called this generation to another level of anointing, another level of purpose and, and power. You're never too young, never too young, young people, for God to use you. Never too young. Never too young.
never too young. You're never too young. Doesn't matter how 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 equipped you are or unequipped you are. God has called you for this time, this season, to make a difference. With your hands lifted right now. With your hands lifted right now. I want to start this first night. And first you surrendering your heart to him. I want you to look, I want you to look at every impediment in your life, whatever it might be, whatever the the barricade might be. If it's a relationship, some of you got, are in some relationships that you shouldn't be involved with. Nobody knows about it. It's, it's, your, it's that you're my little secret relationship. God is saying you got to get rid of that. that that's that's going to keep you back from being a history maker. Some of you are around the wrong company. That's what you got to get let go of. Some of you, truth be told, if statistics are right, if I hope it's not, but half of you are struggling with some kind of internet pornography. But whatever the case may be, today we're going to decree and we're, de- we're going to declare that the blood of Jesus Christ will flow from the crown of your heads to the very sole of your feet, that it will break every chain and every shackle, that even right now that God, come on, I need, I need all, 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 all two workers right now to begin to pray right now. All begin to pray. Intercede right now. God is calling young people to another level, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, I decree and declare, God, that this generation of young people, from the youngest that I see here, from like at least three years old, all the way up to 17, 18 years old, that this generation will be set aside as they are, and they'll be called by you in Jesus' name. I come against every attack and every plan of the enemy in Jesus' name. I come against every arsenal. I come against every weapon. I come against every arrow. I come against every word. I come against every naysayer, critic, cynic. I come against every weapon that's formed against them, and I decree that it will not, it shall not prosper. I command it, and I decree it for it to be defensive, powerless in Jesus' name. I command that the minds, the subconscious, the unconscious, the conscious state of minds, the unconscious, the subconscious, the unconscious state of mind, the subconscious, the unconscious, and the conscious state of minds are washed clean in the blood of Jesus Christ. That the culture no longer influences this generation, but this generation will be a firebrand that will go back into their schools, have principals saved, have students saved, have faculty saved. In Jesus' name, I decree and declare the fire of the Holy Spirit to fall down. Come on, somebody, open up your mouth to fall down in this house on every young person in Jesus' name. That women of God will remain pure, men of God will remain pure in Jesus' name, that they'll abstain from sex and that they'll walk in righteousness in Jesus' name. I break every hold and every chain, every shackle, every naysayer. I break the one who would try to come and speak whisper words of of deceit in their ears in Jesus name your word says God that the enemy comes to kill he comes to steal he comes to destroy but you come you come Jesus to give life and give it more abundantly so I speak life somebody say life I speak life I speak life I speak life I speak life over this generation. I speak life over this generation. I speak success. I speak anointing. I speak that they will finish 
their degrees. I speak and declare they will have great families in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I decree that right now. Come on, young people. Open up your mouth. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Come on, young people. Just for a few more seconds. Lift up your hands right now. I release it right now. The wave of the anointing. The wave of the Holy Spirit. On every young man, every young man, every young man, every young girl. Right now in Jesus' name. 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 Roca da Mabasa. Rosete Kadarabose Kekabasa. In Jesus' name, 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 a new fire, a new fire, a new fire to come forth, God, in Jesus' name, 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 by the fire of God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, come on, young people, young people, keep going. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I decree and declare that this is a new day for young people, that they will be a light in the midst of darkness, that they will pierce the darkness with their faith, they'll pierce the darkness with the word of God, they'll pierce the darkness with their self, with their, with their light in Jesus' name, that God lost men, lost women, lost young men, lost young women will come to know you as Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A few more seconds, a few more seconds. There's breakthrough. There's breakthrough in the house. Come on, young people. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. God is doing something great in this house. God is doing something great in this house. Loose yourself, loose yourself, loose yourself. God is saying it's a new day for you, a new day, a new day. A new day, a new day. So Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Father, new level, Lord. New level, new level, Lord. New level, God. Thank you for that new level, Lord. She will be a light, God, to other ladies, Lord, God. Women of virtue. 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 Women who know they who, who they are. God Almighty. God Almighty. God Almighty. Yeah. None of these kids will be a statistic in Jesus' name. Not on the most shit. I declare that over my over my over my son and over this generation, over every child in this room, they will not be a statistic in Jesus' name because of their commitment to be sold out for Christ in Jesus' name. Thank you now, God, that it's a new day for them.
Continue to worship, continue my to worship. Life is not my own. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. I give myself, I give yes, myself Jesus. To you. My life is not my own. My life is not my own. To you I belong. To you I, belong. I give myself I away. Give myself commitment to God, your rightness contract. Come on. I give myself away so you so you you. Yeah. I give myself away That means you're not leaving anything behind. You're giving it all away. Everything. Everything. Your mind. Your spirit. Your soul. Everything. 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 Yeah. Give myself Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for your anointing, for your spirit, for your power, for your grace. That, God, we have the grace to do what you call us to in Jesus' name. I give myself away. I give myself away. Yeah, yeah. I give myself want to seal this night, Lord God, as the beginning, the start of the week, from the beginning of the service to this present time, felt your anointing is palpable in this place. Father, I pray that you'll do more shaking as the week goes on, God, that things that need to fall, that they'll fall in Jesus' name. They will fall. They will fall. This is the beginning. As we are, we're, as we are continuing to play with fire, that the fire of God will burn. It will burn at the core of our hearts that God will have a new zeal and a new commitment for you. I give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Hallelujah.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. We thank you, Jesus. We honor and glorify you this night, Lord. Thank you for showing up. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody give it up for Pastor Don Clark, Jr. Guys, tomorrow night, if you guys can come a little early, like 7 o'clock, 7, 7, 7.15, so you can pray, have your time with God before the service starts. Let's come and saturate this place. Bring a friend. Facebook, Snapchat, chat, chat whatever other chat you guys, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Bring them come. Tell them I got something for you.
right? You got the word of God. Pastor Don Clark brought a powerful word. Powerful word. He said the stage tonight. You are sold out for Jesus. You're not too young to be sold out for Jesus. When you go to school August 21st, you know that you are a child of God. Don't sugarcoat nothing. Don't try to be that B-boy or that B-girl because you sold out for Christ, right? Say true, true, true. That's right. You sold out and nothing more. And nothing more. You got your swag already. Jesus is your swag. Right? So you walk in school, you do this? Oh, watch out. Sold out for Jesus. That's right. That's right. So we thank you guys for coming. Bring a friend tomorrow. Because we're expecting more things from Pastor Don Clark. Yes, thank you. Have a good night. And you guys, you want to see God move fast, fast, fast one meal, fast one meal. When you fast, you pray, fast, fast so that God can change and do something different. Amen? All right, be blessed.